Listener Production. When we're talking about toxic leaders, they're using bullying as a strategy for an outcome. So then you need to understand what is the outcome that they, as toxic leaders, are actually trying to come to. I'm Margie Hartley, executive coach to senior leaders around the globe, and this is Fast Track. Understanding the toxic workplace or the toxic leader can be complicated and confusing. Confusing to describe to others or even to act upon. The words are used freely in conversations about careers, but one person's experience can be vastly different from others. So I want to really get a definition and an evidence-based understanding of what is a toxic workplace. I also want to understand and to be clear on what a toxic leader looks like and feels like and the impact they have and what we can do about it. It's a fascinating topic and I'm thrilled to welcome today behavioural scientist and CEO of Bright Research and Insights, Susan Broomhall. Susan spent over 30 years specialising in behavioural analysis and research and has just published her book, Bullying and Harassment, Understanding the Psychological and Behavioural Tactics of the Toxic Leadership Stronghold. She has a deep belief that people are good problem solvers and that sometimes to solve a problem, we just need more understanding and a goal to have a leadership approach that is for the greater good. There's so much to ask and hear. So let's get into it. Susan, a big welcome to Fast Track. Thank you very much for the invitation to be here. I'm I'm equally thrilled. Susan, why did you write about the topic specifically? What's your personal connection to it? Well, (laughs) that's the difficult question straight out the bat. So I was a loyal and dedicated employee for decades. For the last of those years, spanning nearly 10 years, I was the target of bullying and harassment by many senior leaders, some very senior leaders of the organisation. Being an analyst, I understood data and information and could see when things didn't quite add up. So you've been bullied yourself? Oh, yes. (laughs) Very significantly bullied. Yes. I'm sorry to hear that. I uh, tried to do the right thing and I tried to raise issues uh, to be dealt with uh, in the proper manner that you'd like to have them dealt with. Um, but instead, that actually ended up just putting a target on my back. Mm. The bullying was relentless, but I wasn't the only one affected, uh, not by a long shot. And I actually had the research to prove that. So I have a full 360 view of toxic leadership stronghold. I've got decades of experience of behind closed door tactics, how toxic leaders get away with it, what it looks like, how people are affected. And the reason that I have the ability then to articulate and synthesise that information is my background as a behavioural scientist. So I've conducted multi-method research to collect and analyse information in many different formats. Mm. So more than just an insider's perspective of toxic leadership, as a behavioural scientist, I can synthesise and analyse the results of my experience and my research, and I can translate and articulate those findings for others to understand. Yeah, and while I'm sorry that you were bullied, I'm also kind of glad that you were, (laughs) so you're actually addressing what is a sort of endemic problem with toxic leadership. And in some ways, they say that people have forgotten post-pandemic how to behave in Mm. social situations. Well, I just wonder sometimes if people have forgotten how to lead. So when people say to me, Susan, it's so toxic in my team, 
it can be all sorts of different experiences, can't it? So I'm curious about, is there a definition for toxic workplace or toxic leaders? Yes. Bullying does come into a lot of different contexts and as does toxicity. And so when we're talking about toxic leaders, there has been a lot of uh, discussion as to what toxic leaders look like. But I actually just took a, a dictionary definition of the two components. So I looked at what toxic means, which is um, something that's uh, insidious or harmful, and leadership, which basically is somebody who's leading an organisation. So toxic leaders is something where people are leading in a poisonous or harmful way. And that's where I sort of started that definition. And I I guess it's more than just understanding what the definition is. A lot of the research that I did, people started to fixate on definitions and what does this look like and what does that look like. But that's actually not necessarily a good way to look at problem definition. In regards to problem definition, it's better to understand why these things are occurring. So what I found when I was doing my research as to what toxic environment look like Mm. I actually just asked people Mm. that was part of my research I would ask people what what's happening how are you feeling what's wrong and uh, they would indicate that the environment was toxic and when I asked them why that is they were the ones who told me it was leadership and for me what that ended up meaning was uh, when you're talking about leadership, leadership are the people who are in charge of the, the creation of the system in which you work. Mm. So if we're talking about psychology a little bit, uh, there's this thing called operant conditioning, which basically means as a human being you'll react to your environment according to what the environment is, is giving you. So if you're in a toxic environment, you will become toxic. So when we're talking about it's so toxic in my team, I would say, well, it's probably because you have a toxic leader. Right. You would have to look straight up to the absolute apex leader to understand that they're the ones who are authorising that system and structure to um, exist. Yeah, really interesting. You go into great detail in the book, and this is what I just love, about the 76 different tactics used by toxic leaders that sort of form the pattern of bullying. And I know you've said if we can understand the problem, we can solve the problem. And that's why I love this so much. Can you give us an example of some of these so we can get a bit of a quick understanding today? You probably be, um, you probably shake your head and go, yes, I know, I know, I know. When I start to list some of these, they're some of the tactics that we people are probably aware of, but not necessarily aware of as a tactic. So it's things such as uh, communication style, uh, lip service, spin jargon, uh, even things like circumnavigating procurement requirements, psychology of you know social norms, exclusion, withholding, uh, deception, and of course things such as fear-mongering. Now, I am definitely skipping over all of this because it's, it's almost irrelevant how many of these I'm going to give you as a tactic because it's not necessarily listing the tactics that is of any significance. When we're talking about bullying, bullying is basically a sustained pattern of particular behaviours or actions. So it's not necessarily any one of these particular tactics 
that has occurred that becomes the tick against the, well bullying has occurred because for instance it could be something as a, simple as a mistake or they uh-huh. forgot to actually include you in that meeting and that was a genuine mistake mm. so on its own it's almost irrelevant and you, you can't just claim well that's bullying no it's not or might not be what is the bullying is the connection of all of those continued incessant little quirks that happen that you think, oh, that's just not quite right. That doesn't feel right. How, how come it happened again and it happened again and it happened again? And it's actually when you put all of those little incessant, irksome um, happenstance incidents together that the analyst or the behavioural scientist can put together the pattern and yep. understand the pattern. And that what that pattern becomes is the identification of a strategy. And I really want to mention strategy because Mm -hmm. the importance of that and and the significance of that in relation to the pattern is that strategy is actually um, comes from military background. It's in relation to, you know, planning action under uncertainty. Mm -hmm. So we've seen strategy filter its way into business. Now, strategy is actually an us versus them two opposing teams kind of concept when we're talking about military tactics. So I often question, you know, when leaders are using strategy so and pushing the concept of strategy in their business, I think to myself, well, who, who are the two opposing teams? Where What's the plan of action? When we're talking about toxic leaders, my, my premise is that they're using bullying as a strategy for an outcome. So then you need to understand what is it, what's the strategy that they're actually, what is the outcome that they, as toxic leaders, are actually trying to come to? Wow, so interesting. I'm captivated by this idea of the pattern of bullying and the idea of the strategy being an outcome and the utilisation of toxicity of bullying to get there. really taken by the description that you have of a toxic leader. They tend to create, you say, a chaotic and dysfunctional environment, and then that enables control or them to control you. What would that look like? Can you bring that to life for me? So then taking on, and this is the the importance of the strategy concept and the pattern concept. If we look at Sun Tzu's um, The Art of War, In uh, Chapter 5, Energy, if I can quote directly, it says, uh, Amid the turmoil and tumult of battle, there may be seeming disorder and yet no real disorder at all. Amid confusion and chaos, your array may be without head or tail, yet it will be proof against defeat. So this is basically set in that concept of the creation of an expense of energy so that you're so busy dealing with the chaos and the disruption, that you you haven't got time to actually strategize, think ahead, plan, or actually see things clearly. So in a business or a workplace setting, chaos can come out in things such as restructures or uh, ambiguous and, and generic role descriptions, disparate and uncooperative committees. You know, those sort of things are the, the framework or the structural components that enable the confusion and the dysfunction to occur. Mm-hmm. Then what comes into it are what we call the human factors. So the social psychology component of that, how people are going to be reacting to that environment 
environment. So this is where you start to have things such as your gaslighting, your your lying, your changing the goalposts, the lip service, you know, and, and the rhetoric, etc. And what happens there is it creates confusion, ambiguity, foggy headedness. You make mistakes. You're not quite sure which way is up, etc. And then there are a couple of examples that show how this is used in in the sense of um, control is bullying reporting in itself for anybody in the unfortunate circumstance of having to actually raise their hand and and try to go through that whole rigmarole of putting in a bullying report you'll find that there's all sorts of rabbit warrens that you know that send you around and around in loops and nothing seems to get done and you've got to prove this and you know you can't say that and there's a the trauma that you're also trying to deal with and you possibly are still stuck in the whole being targeted for bullying etc etc so many times then the target becomes so overwhelmed so exhausted by the whole process that instead of pursuing and trying to stop the bullying they just leave they just leave, which is, if you then, you know, calculate it, what the toxic leader would want to happen. We don't want people to be speaking up. We don't want people to be saying there's a toxic leader doing mm. toxic things. What we want is we want that, to, that person who's trying to speak up. We want them out. Okay. And so bullying reporting is one of those situations where chaos and dysfunction is a great way to get rid of people. And of course, there's more in the book. But I mentioned in the introduction that you believe that people are good problem solvers and that sometimes to solve a problem, we just need more understanding and a, a goal to have a leadership approach that is for the greater good. Is that all we need to read and understand in terms of the tactics or is it a bit more complicated than that? It is a little bit more complicated than that. Um, When we're talking about problem solution, what we need to do is understand the problem and break that right down. When we're talking about something so emotive as uh, toxic leadership and and bullying, as I said, it is a form of abuse. It is traumatic. Um, Sometimes it's just really hard to to even start to get your head around that. If you're on, on the receiving end of that, you can't even start to articulate it. So what we need to do is we actually need to start to break it down to understand what's happening, what the parameters are, etc. So, you know, if we're talking about market research in a quadrant analysis situation, you're looking at scales of, of awareness and concern. When it comes to, you know, how, how aware somebody is of the, of the issue and how concerned they are with the issue, when we're talking about this issue in my book specifically, my book is aimed at those who are highly aware of the issue and are highly concerned by it so that they can start to uh, use it to understand how toxic leaders uh, manipulate circumstances and any change maker with the capacity then to make changes can see how they can flip it and close off loopholes and close off uh, areas where these toxic leaders are getting away with it. Mm, And it's always that uh, conundrum, isn't it, when there's a high-performing toxic leader uh, that people don't want to lose and so they choose to be blind to that. Susan, it's such a deep topic and we could talk forever, but if people find themselves falling into the trap of toxic leadership behaviour or they're in a toxic workplace, you've mentioned a couple of things, but what would be the process to move forward? What are three or four steps we take to move forward? Yeah, when we're talking about um, if you're a target of bullying, the first and foremost I would have to say is you need to take care of yourself. The system is not in place at the moment for you to be, you know, if you're not confident to speak up or do anything about it, you need to protect yourself. 
But if you are in a situation where you are able to say or do something, the first thing that we need to do is actually start to speak up. My research did find that one of the tactics is silencing, is silencing targets. So the more the people do speak up, the more it becomes known that the issue needs to be addressed. Mm. Understand what your rights are. Understand what policies exist. Um, understand that at, at the moment there is no law against bullying. So um, be, be armed with information and seek out like-minded people to have those conversations as to how you can actually start to make changes to have this attention as the issue that it needs to be attentioned. Mm, thank you. Oh, that's great. And Susan, any last tips that we can help listeners navigate this? Do we seek out resources or what's available to us? As I said, a big takeout from, from my research was this concept of silence. Being able to speak out would be uh, the first step in being able to overcome any fear that there is in regards to silencing. Silencing hasn't worked. Um, Being silent about it doesn't necessarily stop you from being bullied or being the target of bullying. So starting to speak about it would be the first thing that I would ask people to be doing. Mm, Fantastic. Look, Susan, as I said, a massive topic, but a really good insight from you into really understanding what it is, what it might feel like and what we might do about it. And being silent is not the answer. I want to thank you, Susan, for giving us that summary, those insights and that understanding of toxic leadership and how it has a stronghold. Thank you so much, Margie. Fast Track was presented by me, Margie Hartley. Producer, Tina Matalov. Audio production by Nikki Sitch. Executive producer, Jennifer Goggin. Listener.